Greetings, traveler. I know it may be tempting not to heed warnings telling you to turn back now, but this one you might want to pay attention to if you're sensitive towards sexual content or foul language in a podcast. We will be swearing during this episode, and we will be talking about some not-so-PG-13 things. So this is your one and only chance to turn back now. Please enjoy the show. Ew. I hate her! (laughs) What were you saying, Jordan? Oh, um, and so then I said, well, that's not a camel, that's my wife. (laughs) 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 It was, it was. Oh, there's Dylan! Hey! Hey, Dylan! John Madden! John Madden! John Madden! John Madden! John Madden! John Madden! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic that's Dylan voice. That's classic him. Dylan voice. That's, that's him. Classic Dylan. That's him. Yeah. Still in. Yeah. Hi, Dylan. Hey. I, I thought that the Dylan episode was until next week. Uh. What well, now it's week? not until this week. Roll the intro. What if it's last week? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Nat One Podcast, aka Nope, because nope, you're not gonna wanna hear what we're about to have to say. I'm Pertusic. I'm Levi. And I'm Jordan. Guys, I'm <laughs> confused. <laughs> I think you should overlay me with the intro. I'm not going to. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Yes, that's crazy. Well, hello everyone. Oh yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back in it. Uh-huh. Editing Jordan. Something. Something. Okay. <laughs> something. Something. Audio <laughs> listeners, visual watchers. Uh-huh. I, I love, will kill uh, you. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Nat One Podcast. And that guy over there. What's your name? Who me? Yeah. Oh, I'm Dylan. That's Dylan. Yeah! Dylan. Dylan episode. <laughs> Welcome. We already did this bit, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's not a joke. We're happy that you're here. We are. We recycle a lot of bits as well. That is true. They love it. <laughs> the cold open has been the same for like three episodes. All 15 of them love it. <laughs> okay. So, Dylan, you are the last person, presumably, I don't know when this is releasing, but you're the last person we're recording for a guest from our current D&D group that plays. Yeah. And we'll have huh. them all. Finally. All of them? We've collected Collect all of them. Yes. <laughs> like the Infinity Stones, this is the final piece. Then we move yeah. on to the parent episodes. Yeah. Six of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. So, it is weird, isn't it? Who's this old stone? The big one. Um, Probably Taryn. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to say TJ because his hair is kind of like the same color. Um, was the soul stone yellow or orange i thought it was yellow because i know there was one that was orange and there's one that's yellow is there one that's orange wait tj's kind of orange i thought there was there's a red one yeah there's purple there's red there's blue there's green and then there's yeah 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 yellow orange and yellow yeah same thing same color yeah 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 one of those is the mind stone but anyway (laughs) all right dylan we're going to give you the same old treatment we gave the others. You ready? Sure. <laughs> this guy, he ain't ready. Except he might be. <laughs> so the stone is the orange one. So- <laughs> Sorry, I had to look it up. Are you That's very okay. proud of yourself for finding that out? <laughs> yes. All right. So, Dylan, 
uh, I actually don't know if even we know this much about you, but for it's customary for all of our guests up to this point, we ask, how did you get into TTRPGs slash D&D in general? Please, floor is yours. How did I get into tabletop? Well, a podcast, I think. I would say a podcast. Um, really? Yeah, I watched a D&D podcast that I had gotten into. A couple of content creators I liked had made a D&D podcast that I watched. Mm-hmm. It, it not my favorite now, but <laughs> you still watch it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So then I bought the starter set and then I got a bunch of people together, probably like 10 people, and I DM'd a game. <laughs> Sound familiar? With the starter yep. set. <laughs> Although I didn't even do the starter set one. <laughs> was miserable. Sound familiar? <laughs> how long ago would you say this? Like if, if you could put a year to it or like, or like how old you were? When you did this, how long ago was three this? Three years ago. Three years three ago. Three years ago this last summer. Or this coming oh, summer. Wow. Three years. So we got you like right as you were starting out into this. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, that was the second. First character with you guys, second character I've ever played. Oh, wow. I, did I didn't know, know that. that. I didn't either. Actually. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that you've been playing D&D out the womb. I don't know why, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it's because um, uh, you have a very you're very, very knowledgeable. versed. Yes, yeah. you're very well versed on the rules of D and D. At least from my point of view, that's what I feel like. And not Probably just five, more than most of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like the rules. I just like like that was playing D and D for me pretty much for the first while was just reading the rule book. <laughs> it's the opposite of us, Levi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the dice. literally. <laughs> no, what I mean, mean, I walk, I walked in with a lot of knowledge of like lore and mechanics. I still watch a lot of lore videos, read, watch a lot of videos about rules. What do you mean everyone has an armor class? That <laughs> you don't just roll to dodge. Everything's not just a contest of two different dice. <laughs> Oh, no. That's, that's what you did? Yes, I that's how we did that. that. Yeah. That's how we did all of our combats, including mass combat. Yep. Levi. That was very, that was, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. B. See? That was B? the very early days. <laughs> Eventually, we learned everyone had but, an armor class. But you rolled a contest every time? Not once we knew everyone had an armor class. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating cookies. A mouthful of cookies. <laughs> Oh, and we didn't do spell saves. We rolled the hit for everything. Yes, Proof. that too. <laughs> uh, connection to the so, rest of the people watching. If you want to learn more about how awful we played, go to How I Met Your D&D Party episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To, to be fair, there were no saves in 4th edition. See, Is that I true? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. that. <laughs> you had AC, Fortitude AC, Reflex AC, yeah. and Will AC. I'm pretty wow. sure. I remember so those because those were also in three point three five, weren't they? Yep. Yes, but they were. Those saved. were the saves. They were the saving still throws. Still the saving throws. Oh, oh, I see what you mean now, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Fortitude was con. Willpower was wisdom. Yes. Yes. And what was the other one? 
Reflex. Reflex. That was Dex. Man, we're going to need you on here for another episode. Don't worry. Talk about rules from other editions because you'll know things. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> pretty sure like there are some DMs in 5e that use the ruling that Reflex, Fortitude, and Willpower still exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't be proficient in them. So pretty much they are used for extremely hard mm-hmm. saving throws because it's like, yeah, it's a wisdom saving throw, but you can't be proficient in <laughs> no it because modifier. it's not one of the six you can be proficient in. Mm-hmm. So only add your wisdom to it. No proficiency bonus. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Let's go on a, a little little bit of a tangent here because, you know, we're just at the beginning. I don't even think we've hit five minutes yet. Maybe not ten. What do you mean? We've been talking for an hour. <laughs> Don't do this oh, to me again. Over? No, don't do it to me. My mind can't take it. Uh, will fail save. Uh, so I want to talk about those saving throws because of the limited that I do know about 3, 5, and now 4E compared to 5E. So in 5E, you got all six of the saving throws, but in the others, it was those three. Uh, yep. Will, Reflex, and what is it again? Fortitude. Fortitude, thank you. I'm not sure if I like that it's expanded in 5E because if you've noticed, there is a very limited environment for int and charisma saving throws. Wisdom is the big monkey there, and then dex is the big one for its group. There's very few strength. Con, con there's a decent chunk for, but that's <laughs> that's one of the ones. That's fortitude, and then reflex was dex. Yeah. But but the ones that aren't already from the three five ones are so minimally used. <laughs> I almost feel like it would have been better to keep that. What uh, thoughts, Dylan? What are your thoughts as someone who's um, familiar with both? I think I think they're kind of useless. So. <laughs> For funsies, anytime I DM, I throw in a bunch of just the bad saves that no one likes. The badsies? <laughs> yeah, like, I will make my players roll strength saves all the time for fun. That does like sound fun. Tries, the ogre tries to grab you and suplex you into the ground. Roll strength save. <laughs> That's why people love intellect devourers, right? Because they're low CR, mm-hmm. but they eat your brain and kill you because people they're one of those. In. There's one of They're one of those monsters that are not that strong but have just one thing they're terrifying that if it gets you you're dead <laughs> we don't talk about intellect I, of ours <laughs> <laughs> i just i feel like if they're gonna have them in the game might as well use them and so if i'm creating a monster you know you throw in a strength save throw in a charisma save throw in yeah. an eight save that's a good way to look at it. Why well, make them wish that they had had proficiency yeah. in them? Well, that's going to be yeah. cool if you do have proficiency in them and you never get to use it otherwise, so now you get to use it. You guys believe that you never dump in. Strength saving throws would never pay off, but here we are. <laughs> no. Me as the rogue have... who gets dex, but then int. <laughs> hey, I've passed pretty much every strength save I've ever taken. That's true. Even when you weren't playing as Hector in Olympus, you still passed them that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously. The DC was like 19. You got hit by three of them. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we should what move we, on. Yeah, what were we on about before we got onto the saving throw? T- oh, you you didn't like it. You didn't like the fact, Pertusit didn't like the fact that it had expanded. Yeah, I didn't because they feel kind of useless. I think. So, I mean, you have two options. You either make them more useful. Or you just cut three. Yeah. yeah. I think a good compromise would be that when you make your character, they go back to the three system of fortitude, willpower, and uh, reflex. Although reflex, you wouldn't really be able to compromise on, I think. But the other two you could compromise on. And when you make your character, you pick which 
stat, there's two stats for each that apply to it and you pick which one applies to it. So for fortitude, you can choose, does your con apply to it or does your strength apply to it? And for willpower, you can choose, does your intelligence apply to it or does your wisdom apply to it? Reflex, you can't really do that with because <laughs> there's not really another stat that kind of makes you agile. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue strength, but I not, I don't think it's a really good argument. No, you could argue charisma. You do have the swashbuckler, which is they get a <laughs> bonus to initiative. But because I, they have that is true. I think that's like only for swashbuckler, though, is the only way you could argue that. Maybe that could be like a special swashbuckler rogue thing or a rogue thing where like, like for rogue subclasses. Yeah, like uh, imagine a bard being like, you don't want to hit me. They're like, oh, dang. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just gravel, cower, and beg. <laughs> please, please don't hit me. I just, <laughs> he just was so pitiful. I couldn't. Oh, I... Uh, wizards, bring it back, please. We miss it. But yeah, I think that would be interesting because that gives you some choice, but also reduces the saving throws down to. So it's like you have the smaller field, so more things are applicable to all of them, but you, the player, choose which stat applies to it which also helps you build your character better so it's like if you're a wizard you can be like oh i can be a really like naive and not wise at all wizard but really smart like the naive young wizard who gets into horrible situations because they don't have any wisdom at all but my my fortitude my mental fortitude is still pretty good because of my wizard brain and um, being intelligent and not necessarily wise in that sense. It, I think it could help to allow people to build characters in ways like Dylan does a lot, which is their stats reflect some of their flaws in their character while still allowing them to not be like, okay, since I'm doing this cool thing with my character, I fail every wisdom saving throw ever. Nice. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting take as well. Every character should have weakness. And I feel like if you take away, like, you give that much choice to it, yeah, it's cool. But then again, you're going to have players just, you're going to encourage more, oh, I'm going to dump this stat. Who cares? You're have more min maxers and power gamers that are only but doing what's strong. When the de- <laughs> that's when you do things that don't matter to saves that have those skills applicable to them and hit them that way. <laughs> Like if someone dumps charisma, who would do that? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but if someone uh, dumps charisma, you put them into a bunch of situations where they have to negotiate things. Oh dear uh, God, Levi, no, please don't please, do this to us. Please, I don't know why you're saying that. This. Like I would do that. I mean, it's not like that's a situation that is currently ongoing in a preparation for a future campaign or something. Bro, we uh, got else is a charisma character levi no <laughs> levi you have you realized i dump charisma on my next character and i have to be the head of the party true <laughs> true yes. which is yes. the best part you're the only non-charisma person except for taryn <laughs> i think this is a good segue into taryn we can do that we can <laughs> <laughs> Get him on uh, the phone right now no into <laughs> characters that you have made dylan because we've started talking about uh your newest character that you've made but what are characters that you've made and played i have played and made three characters total well i've made four played three Mm -hmm. that is true yep one i played a wizard i think his name was stefan and he was an evoker oh interesting 
None of us ever uh, met Stefan, for all you audio listeners. Love you to death. Nope. I played him to level two, and then he disappeared into the void. I don't even know <gasps> if I have that character sheet anymore. Rip. Rip he, Stefan. He and Neb are best friends. <laughs> uh, he was min-maxed to all hell, I believe. Really? At level yes. two? That's unusual for two. you. Yeah, yeah. I told you I enjoy playing the rules, so I min-maxed him as much as possible. Yeah. Which isn't fun to play, I realize. Uh-oh. <laughs> you and TJ have some words. Uh, no. <laughs> TJ wants to know your location. So, Dylan, moving on from Stefan, who's coming back. If, if we get to uh, 100,000 subscribers, Stefan will take over the podcast. Uh, Stefan one shot. <laughs> I just talk in a high-pitched Elvin voice. Oh, I want to God, know. he was an elf. Of course he was an elf. He was a high Promise? elf. Of course. You got to go for yeah. that intelligence buff. Only True. thing worse is if I played a gnome. Can you imagine? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't have to imagine Terran's done it. Have you heard of the high elves? Uh, Dylan. Did you know? Wait, 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 wait. wait and Lord of the Rings, Tolkien wanted to call elves gnomes. Really? <laughs> yeah, and the publisher wouldn't allow it. Wouldn't allow it. Thank God for that he publisher. Said, Jesus Christ. He wanted to call elves gnomes. Oh, oh my gosh. Can you imagine how much that would change today? Like, yes, what I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. The worst race in D&D. Elves. Yeah. <laughs> They're short. Cool. No one likes them. <laughs> so, God. Dylan, you and I have spoken before about character creation. And we've sort of shared this sentiment that we aren't Terran. We cannot come up with a character for as many times as we breathe in a day. We have to really meticulously figure out what we're going to do when we make a character to play. You you guys aren't Terran? No, we're not. No. <laughs> I'm oh sorry you God. had to find making, out this way. <laughs> making a character is the most miserable thing in the world. Please elaborate on that. I like the rules. Hate rolling characters. <laughs> I'm a paradox because of it. I hate it. it. Coming up with a concept because I can't just think of something and be like, I can play this. I have to mm. like the idea and then mm. want to play it. Yeah. So did, did that still apply for Stefan when you made Stefan? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I see. Okay. Getting a glimpse behind the behind the glass here, figuring out. No so one that... no one liked him. He was perfect. <laughs> Too perfect. Too perfect. It's TJ. I'm now. perfect. <laughs> Too perfect. He was, was too good for the Kill world. me! <laughs> Which is why we kind of went in the opposite direction from the next character where I rolled, which we rolled for stats, and I knew we could re-roll ones, but instead of doing that, when you roll two, a two and two ones, you're just like, I'm going with it. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, so for context, that's a table rule at my table, is when you roll ones when rolling up a character, I allow you to re-roll them because it absolutely sucks to roll a one for character stats. So a minimum, the lowest score you can get is a six at a my pretty, table. A pretty common uh, house house rule, I would say, for, yeah. for character stat rolling, because nobody, not many people like to play with very low character stats, uh, I don't think. I do. I love that. I love, I love true. That weakness. True. <laughs> That's um, the biggest thing for me. I think every character should have a weakness. I agree with that. I think that makes it very cool. I'm coming around to that school of thought. <laughs> so with that being said, let's go ahead and start talking about your next character. I'll let you 
explain the name and i believe this was it was vivia 2 correct yeah which yeah. is crazy you, yeah you weren't in vivia yeah well so yeah please explain your next character so i played a cleric grave cleric at first which is hard to believe uh salad and tanner and he had a six in dexterity i just heard every single dex person out there cringe <laughs> <laughs> it's is a great concept i love the idea which i tied it into his backstory why he had such a low he had a danky leg or stanky leg if you will <laughs> i will <laughs> he just he could, he could move very fast he's kind of slow on the ground slow on the up uptake you know and it worked and very he, well no <laughs> in rp because there was the time where you had the fingernail cane but there was also the time that when he that wasn't was related, wearing... yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was also the time where when he wasn't wearing armor his ac was eight <laughs> that's true and that it was, was, during it, was nine, it was nine it was nine because he, he, had he overcame until i lost the ring later in that dungeon then it was eight <laughs> in the then tomb of annihilation eight. not yeah, only did levi in his in his all good graces take my armor to make my ac nine he also took my only magic item increasing my ac i don't even remember how these two things happened i'm gonna be <laughs> honest i remember that they did occur i don't remember how <laughs> i remember the armor i don't remember the ring all i remember I is the boss remember fight the ring uh, I've actually been very curious about this, Dylan, ever since we started, but I wanted to know, what was your inspiration for making Saladin? Did you go off of like the idea of that low dex and go from there? Or did you have like a character in mind or, or what was your process with all that? Well, initially, I just love necromancers. So my original concept was I didn't want to play a wizard because I'd already played a wizard. Mm -hmm. Also, Levi said, you need support in this party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Because at the time, there was one, it was 10 of us, right? I think. Yes. It was yeah. one of us. It was either 10 or like eight. It was still a lot of people. There were mm -hmm. several. And Levi was like, if you're going to play, please, we need support. <laughs> because we everyone else one. was like, Rogue, Rogue, Valor Bard, uh, <laughs> uh, one cleric, uh, Paladin. <laughs> we had <laughs> Jordan in the corner trying to keep everybody put together. So I was like, please just give us another cleric or like be an artificer or something. I next time. Yeah, that yes. <laughs> Although I think that the, the the two clerics in the party made for some very interesting roleplay moments. And that's more, part of my because favorite part of the campaign. More different. They it was very each funny, other. yeah. <laughs> Complete different ideals. Looking back so on it though, if we would have played Vivia 2 later than when we did, we you would have been the only cleric because Atlas definitely would have been the uh the bard that the one that came out with Tasha College of Spirits. Yeah. College of Spirits because Atlas's Wizards. entire character was that they were a spirit medium. Wizards give me my fucking money. <laughs> we determined that the best way to do that would probably be a cleric because they're pretty much the most like mystical of the classes, except for a mystic. Uh, <laughs> but that's not real. Um, no one uses those. So Terran, 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 Terran. He would. He Terran, would Terran, play one. Terran. We we have um, the best luck with that though. Every time, like Pertuzzi came up with the Greek campaign, bam, Theros. Theros. I did the spirit medium thing, bam, college of spirits. True. Yeah. 
So you would have been the only cleric if we had played like six months later. I, um, but I'm kind of happy it didn't turn that. out that way. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if Atlas would have been a bard. Maybe I, we'll never know. We'll <laughs> never I mean, that know. Been three bards in the party, so. Oh dear oh, God! Yeah, yeah oh, then Atlas oh, definitely forgot. would not have been a bard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had two bards. One Maybe. was valor. One was swords. Mm-hmm. Maybe Atlas would have been an really? Knight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Some of the, never knew some people's subclasses. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they really flew under the radar. Like you just didn't you just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like one like mine probably would have went unnoticed because I didn't do a lot of assassiny stuff. It's just no never, big feature. never. Yeah. <laughs> but what about like the name and story of Saladin Tanner? How did that conjure up to you? Um name. Name I found a what 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 culture is that like a Celtic or whatever? I just wanted a Celtic mm-hmm. name because I think they sounded cool. <laughs> um, his mother was a tanner, and his father left, which is why he hated elves. Mm-hmm. As far as like character stuff goes, it was just like when I make a character, it's just like I think of an idea, I write it down because I think it's cool, and I just kind of like mush it all together. So initially, I wanted to find this crazy, crazy man that thought that a lich was hunting him down relentlessly. That was my initial concept. <laughs> it didn't turn out that way at all. Not entirely. Not even close, really. <laughs> there was a lich involved. There was, there a, was lich involved. a lich in there. <laughs> but the rest kind of... Well, I you could agree on the hunting him down part. Kind no, of. I thought he was hunting me. <laughs> well, no, that's what I meant. Is like you could agree yeah. on that kind of, not really. Um, yeah, but Saladin was one of the most sane people in the party. Yes, <laughs> this is true. This is true. The character that I wrote up to be sane or to be insane turned out yeah. to be the most sane. Yeah, let's see. Let Let's go down the list. So we have Saladin, who ultimately ended up becoming a lich himself because. He wanted to eternally battle Asirarak until he had defeated him and wanted to make sure that he would be alive to do so. That's a pretty heroic inspiration. Uh, He wants to basically protect the world from this great evil lich as long as he can forever. And the initial concept for this character was he was supposed to be insane. (laughs) But then we have other characters whose endings were um, decided they were going to (laughs) attack attempt to siphon the life out of multiple teenagers <laughs> in order to extend their own only in theory i have to play the devil's advocate for terror it was only theorized i wasn't actually gonna do it he wasn't actually gonna do <laughs> he, it he was gonna do it he was absolutely gonna do it <laughs> he would have done it if i didn't preempt it well not preemptively post campaign punish him for it hmm. it would have happened post campaign that would have been his goal then we had yeah, yeah, we got we got all our characters with all our weird backstory stuff. My, mine was a child murderer. Uh, yes, <laughs> we have uh, Victor murdered children. At Redeemed, this point in time, I'm true. I'm not sure if our new series has started dropping or not. Spoilers, oh, uh, but if you want to learn more about stuff that's going on with our actual campaign, we're gonna have a new series soon, or is out now. Coming uh, to soon. Learn more it is about not out yet. It is not out yet. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what the timelines are because we film in advance, but. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, Dylan episode. Yeah. Dylan episode. 
So that mm -hmm. was salad. And is there anything else you want to touch on? Why don't you share with us your favorite in-game story about salad? What was the your favorite funniest or coolest moment that Saladin had in game? Funniest moment or funnest moment. I time also have one for you here fun. in a minute. <laughs> the time heist was pretty fun. Time heist was legendary. The time heist has gone down in legend as one of the best moments in that first campaign or my yes. first campaign. True. Yeah, please uh, see if try and recount all the stories of the time heist because even I don't think I could. I don't think it. I could. And <laughs> I it and I can't. <laughs> we touched on it a little bit in all in the Terran episode and the TJ episode, but I don't think any of like the actual insanity of this came through. It's, I, it's hard. As Levi, remember that this time heist took place over the course of one in-game week, but. They kept looping the week over and over again and using all of the time within the week to do things. So it ended up being like the equivalent of probably like a month and a half, but it was all in the same week because time travel. And this is why I am not allowing time travel at my table ever again for any reason. I know that's but one that, that other DMs moment was so great. It was. I, it was it was fantastic but that i feel like this is one of those things that like other dms are like that's a no-brainer why would you allow time travel that's like so horrible to deal with but listen i thought it would be cool i thought it would be fun to do and then immediately regretted it afterwards <laughs> well, I, was I can cool. give a recap i mean i can try and sum up what happened like yeah. the whole reason please so, do so to preface i'll say what my motivation was behind it so we had these three weapons in the campaign, which were kind of like our MacGuffins or whatever. Yes. That were supposed to stop chaos. They I don't were, really know what they were supposed to do. They were designed to basically be super magical, or super, super magical, super powerful magical artifacts created by one of the main gods of law and order. So they weren't made to kill chaos, but because of their origin, it was kind of like, that just fell under their umbrella of things they were good at killing. And so they were bestowed upon all of you in order to deal with this threat of demons. So have these weapons. I have this cool little spear thing. It's kind of like a sword spear. I don't really yes. remember. So it's late in the campaign and we were trying to, my whole goal is to become a lich at the end. So out of character, I was just looking down at my sheet. And I was like, you know what would be cool? That spear becomes my phylactery. Uh, just like a complete like thought like that. I was like, you know what? I can probably, which the session before we just gotten out of the Tomb of Annihilation, I had all these lich phylacteries. I and my that. original goal was to use the power of all those phylacteries to just kind of like channel and blast my way in there. That didn't Basically, work. Kill all these <laughs> other liches to make his own phylactery out of their phylacteries. Yes, basically. That didn't work. So what ensued was a complicated mess of time travel and yep. a lot of shenanigans. So yep. we start probably... So I talked to my weapon, which was sentient. Yeah, and she's all like, sentient. hey, hey, I know what you want to do. I'm up for it, but you're going to have to talk to Big Papa, which was the god. Big yeah. Papa! <laughs> so, I get TJ, who's playing a bard, and I'm like, hey, can you teleport me here to hell? 
I need to talk to someone. Bear in mind, the reason they were going to hell was not because the god that made it was a devil, but because there was a current ongoing war between the celestials and devils in the nine hells. So they were teleporting into the middle of a fucking war zone. It was uh-huh, important. To talk to a god about their, their special weapon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we go there, we talk to him. He's like, fine, you can do it, but it's going to take you like a week. So we were like, wow, this is a bust. There's no way we're going to be able to get it done until we remembered the Terran was playing around with time travel a lot. So we have to go. So we get grab Terran and we're like, hey, we need to go back a week in the past. So he's like, you want you up for that? He's like, oh, yeah. Uh huh. So we go back a week in the past. Then when we're a week in the past, we go back to the same guy, talk to him again about hey can we get this weapon and he's like yeah sure and then i believe a bunch of demons came down and we have to survive one round of combat while he's doing this against some like super busted stuff if i remember correctly yeah we get teleported out of there like we get one hit tj almost goes down immediately we get teleported back out then we force my soul into the factory and i sit there for a week (laughs) <laughs> the same phylacteries for a week until we go back to the present day and then there's a phylactery that's all i remember if more happened i've forgotten it well i see that's funny that's ironic because that's all saladin would have remembered from that yeah. entire exchange there, there were was... more tj and taryn shenanigans <laughs> but yeah. you were literally not existent for a good portion of those tj taryn shenanigans you were reforming yep. your body those were cool too those a lot of wish and being used and and this we talked about the simulacrum melting before victor's eyes yeah (laughs) right we did have a bunch of wishing and stuff i forgot about that jay (laughs) had a defender sword and a nine live stealer and he wished that they would both be combined into one weapon um so we had to deal with i i not we (laughs) i had to deal with that i had to do that which we never did talk to him about, like, why didn't he just wish for a sword that had these things and more, but he explicitly wished to fuse his existing swords? I think because he thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. It could have been cooler! <laughs> oh, well. I probably would have wanted to keep the swords that I had used along my entire journey if I could have as well and make them into, like, one super sword. Then make it even better. <laughs> It make is the now. Sword that you had from the, make the sword you had from the very beginning be a kill-all sword, and when it hits something, it kills it. Not crits on 19s or 20s. But <laughs> well, I would not allow that with a wish spell. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's the cool story of the time heist from the Saladin perspective. I have, I have another fun Nivea 2 event for uh, Saladin explanation. Mm. My favorite thing that Dylan ever did is the night the skeletons came to life. Oh my gosh, I but forgot I, about that. But I was not in person for that session, so I never got to hear what happened from Saladin's perspective. All I know is we got arrested. Oh <laughs> my god, I forgot about that. So I, like, I want to know what was A, going through your mind when you did it, and B, like the whole aftermath, because I see that <laughs> as a turning point between atlas and salad and not hating each other anymore what was the reason i did that all i remember is that every time afterwards you ask where a graveyard was it instilled a fear in me (laughs) (laughs) 
I swear you were looking for a graveyard for some other reason, and I just made the joke from I think you should leave of, and that's when the night when the skeletons came to life, and I started going like the they pull up your hair but not out, and so you started making them do that, yeah. <laughs> just because I said it out loud. Um, but maybe I don't know. Maybe you had an ulterior Was there even motive. an in-game reason I did that? I don't think I, it was. I, no. I think you no. just did it to do it. You summoned them, did that, and then they dispersed and were or were killed. Right, because I don't remember who, but someone got someone went and like told the guards on it. Was the paladin? There was the paladin, and then we all three got arrested because I went to go yell at you, and also the paladin was there because she brought the guards. I left. I skipped town before this. I saw Saladin (laughs) getting ready to summon the skeletons, and I was like, "Peace." And then over the course of like a 12-hour period, these guards contacted their sponsor who was hiring them, who was like the leader of a large contingent of this territory they were in. They were pretty much like the dictator of this region that they were working in and employed by this dictator. And so these guards had to be like, okay, you're free to go. Please don't do it again. We don't want to have to arrest you again. <laughs> wasn't that the second time that somebody from our party had been arrested that night? Yes. I feel like it was. Yeah, there was the whole papers incident. Yep. Because you guys had to have right. your citizenship I was the papers. only one that wasn't arrested, and then I got arrested for that. Yes, because <laughs> um, you were I... the only person who was actually born in the place. No, Atlas, Atlas had his as well. No, you were Well, you, were, you weren't born in the place you were at, though, so it was... You were not I wasn't arrested, arrested. Yeah. like but you were not of the territory yeah. that yeah. they were in. Uh, Saladin was the only one who was born in that country. Mm-hmm. I remembered why. I you do remember why you it was did just, it? Please yeah, elaborate. I do believe it was just to mess with the party. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I do believe I just was like, I need something to do. <laughs> Just so like the be... time I unleashed a mummy lord in the middle of that team. <laughs> that right. was just for funsies. I forgot about that too. That was great. Oh, that was beautiful. Any... A lot of fun with undead all <laughs> time. Undead are very fun. But is there any final suck. notes? Yeah, they do. They're not very effective. We learned that from that one mummy fight when <laughs> with the zombies attacking the mummy. It was... <laughs> But do you have any final notes about Saladin for us, Dylan, before we move on to your next character? One more fun thing I remember was like the last session, maybe the second to last session, mm-hmm. when I summoned a bunch of undead and we oh, like yeah. rolled around in the ball and like you, I used divine intervention to summon an army of undead to kind of slow down the forces or whatever. And they just joined into this conglomerate or like a giant sphere and they would just roll me around and they would scoop up other people yeah i remember that happened to me i got abducted by the wave (laughs) yeah i remember given no context and ferried away by this sphere (laughs) of undead and then like an hour later arrived where saladin wanted him to go I did the thing we do sometimes and rolled percentile die to see if I threw up. I can't remember if I did or not, though. I don't think you did. I remember you screaming the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I did scream the whole time. In in person and as my character, Victor. 
as anyone would. It's no. pretty scary. It was dark. I didn't have dark vision. Uh, <laughs> Freaking human. Oh. <laughs> now we got to move on to your other character, which we have not talked much about my campaign. We've talked about ancillarily, if that's a word, because it's not done yet. Yeah. But uh, I feel like we really should talk about Hector because he's also got yes. some marquee moments. Hector's good. I love Hector so much. Uh, so please, Dylan, tell us about Hector. 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 Hector, I wanted to just play a ranger. Simple half, as that? Viewers, half the viewers that gone. <laughs> that was my concept. I love rangers. I love Aragorn. Love rangers. Mm. Just wanted to play a ranger that wasn't bad. Mm. <laughs> so I made that my goal to make a not bad ranger. And I think I haven't done a horrible job. You routinely have the highest that's damage why output per round usually that's why he's a hunter right no beastmaster <laughs> oh sorry sorry it's funny because he's a gloom stalker <laughs> you know one, one of the good only ones. ones worth their salt ah, all the xanthars ones are pretty good that like, yeah, horizon xanthars. walker and the new one drake warden I like what's that other new one that came out? Uh, the the one with the little sprites. Uh, it's like a beekeeper. Oh, shoot. I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the swarm one. I have. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go look at that because I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, but it's pretty cool that you have to like have a little little cloud of things following you. I think that canonically though they are fey no matter what you flavor them to be, which is sad. I'd rather them be whatever they are. Yeah. So my concept was I just wanted to play a ranger that wasn't bad. And I wanted to play, you know, your classic bow ranger. I thought about doing two swords or something, but no, we're not going to do that. Uh, as we did before, I have a few questions for you regarding Hector. I'll, I'll stay out of spoiler territory since that's still ongoing, like I said before. But with his backstory, which has been mentioned a little bit, I'm curious how you came across that for the path of this ranger. You, you could have done... There's a few other options you could have. Why why did you go with the with the one that you chose? With him being dead? Yeah, with him being dead, with him being a mercenary group person, all that. So here here's a little inside information. Ooh. I watched Berserk right. I just finished Berserk right before I, thought, I watched before I, I created the character. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> so I wanted to play like a guts-like character, but not just something similar just not i don't i don't want to copy a character outright i don't know anyone who would do that oh nobody would do that no no never <laughs> so i just wanted to play a character that was like it similar some similar beats but ultimately very different unique so mercenary the death yeah i don't remember why oh <laughs> i don't remember why i chose that it, it's lost to time yeah I couldn't tell you. I really don't. Probably just, that's cool. We'll do that. <laughs> I know that you had uh, specifically left it open for me to deal with what I with what brought you back, but you did choose Athena as the person that that you saw, but you said that like you had written it as that's who he saw, not who it was, which is how yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, that's because I'm bad at backstories. No, that's not true. I love a Rex <laughs> salad and, and, and uh, mercenary Hector. From what I know from Brandon, I'm very intrigued with your backstory you've written for him, but that's confidential between the two of us right now. Dang it, I want to know. <laughs> I remember 
Dylan, when you joined my campaign, when you joined and you made Hector and you sent me his background information and everything, I remember messaging Levi, I think, and being like, man, he's given me so much more to work with. I've had to create an entire new faction and history. That is and it true, makes me yeah. so excited that I've had to increase my world building. Yeah, I remember that. The mercenaries thing, which I hadn't even considered before. So I had to make a whole history for the Raven Wings, and I was very excited about that. Yeah. Oh, the name. That. Yeah. Stole it from 40K. Really? <laughs> so the name Raven Wing is a faction of the Dark Angels. They're the bikers. Oh. 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 I'm going to have to get you a motorbike sometime then. <laughs> Give you a little TJ. <laughs> Since they were like night riders or whatever, they wore that black armor. This emblem for the Raven Wing is a direct copy. <laughs> I'll have to go look at that. So it's him, the Raven Wing, <laughs> John Raven Wing. <laughs> so now we're going to have to ask you about some of your favorite Hector moments. What what is one of your favorite funny or cool Hector moments? Because I can immediately think of a few where I was like, classic Hector. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Very fun. Um, kidnapping Snail Boy <laughs> is probably one of the greatest things that's ever happened. Yeah, it was. Uh, Why don't you tell the lovely people at home exactly what that means? Yeah. <laughs> so we're in this like terror zone in this world where we're trying we're... to escape and we're trying to save this town because everything's going bad. It's just bad. And we go into this school and we're trying to find out information on this town. And there's this kid that's turning into a snail, slowly turning into a snail. So, and he's being bullied relentlessly because he's turning into a snail. So TJ and I, we have this in-character moment where we're <gasps> like, we're going to kidnap this child and talk to him. And so, <laughs> As you do. <laughs> as you do. So in our attempt to sneak him out of the school, I think TJ rolled like five ones. It was something ridiculous. Rolled a lot of ones to carry him. It was such an awkward moment where I was manhandling this child and TJ was struggling hard just because he could not roll dice. <laughs> manhandling yeah. a slimy child. You guys, this is going to get us on a watch list. It's, yeah, this is going <laughs> to... Gooey, gooey child. Oh. <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> snail child. He's a snail child. Sna Listen, YouTube. Snail child. It's a you snail child. Well, he wasn't a child by the end. He was just a snail. There you go. That's he's in a, a fictional fantasy game. Snail. Oh, and then he died. Yeah. And then he died. In case you were wondering, he died. Terror poured salt on him, and he fell into the ocean, the frigid ocean. No, I just want to say, a monster and kills children. My <laughs> favorite Hector moment is shortly after the kidnapping, which was where both Hector and Zamdo, the paladin I play, got very upset with the monk in our party because. <laughs> Because because Hector and my character, Zamda, have this very like back and forth uh, relationship because Zamda is like the straight woman of the party and Hector is the funny quipping guy who tugs everyone's chain and is a little bit of a jerk sometimes with his jokes. <laughs> so we have a very back and forth relationship because straight man and jokester. It's very funny. So it was very mm -hmm. euphoric when both of us were like, <laughs> Taryn! On the same page. Also, that's when yeah. you know the party's done something horribly wrong is when Hector and Zamda are on the same page. <laughs> was that the uh, the frightened incident? Is that what you're talking about? No, that was when we were trying to get Snail Boy back 
because he had, he had finally morphed completely into a snail and was headed to town. And we were under the assumption that he would infect people and turn them into snails. So we were trying to like physically pull him back to where he was with us. And he was just so strong. Like we were just having a really tough time. So Zamda was like, okay, I'm going to use my rope to get leverage. <laughs> and then we lost the rope because the snail just kept moving. And we went through a bunch of different things where we I were trying this. to like get the rope back. Uh, we were trying to hook it back up and pull it back up. And then finally we just decided, okay, Taryn, salt the kid. And Taryn <laughs> poured salt on him and killed him. But afterwards, Taryn goes, oh, guys, I have, what's it called? What's the Rope magic? Rod. He, he really does do it off yeah, a lot of, of that. He does a, like, it off a lot of, hey, guys, guess what I should have done? <laughs> I have a rope of climbing in my inventory, which means I could have just had the rope of climbing magically wrap around the snail and pull him back up. And so it was like it was like Dylan and I both snapped at the same time <laughs> because we were like, Taryn, why didn't you just do that in the first place so we didn't have to spend like the last 15 minutes trying <laughs> to pull this snail child? Just the two of us, me and Hector, because we're the strong people in the party. Hey. Actually, I think Arlo, yeah, Arlo <laughs> has decent strength. But still, it was Hector and I were the two that were trying to do it. True. Arlo um, was having an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> and we yelled at him for like five minutes. It was funny. I remember Didn't that. He that have was... an immovable rod too. Yes. He does he have did, an immovable yeah. rod. So he could have. He could have gotten out the rope of climbing, tied it to the immovable rod, then had the rope go wrap around the snail, and the snail wouldn't have been able to move because it would have been stuck to the immovable rod. Yep. Uh, Instead, he mind. salted the snail, <laughs> and the snail, snail fell into their watering supply. Yes, oh, I remember that. And was the also, best part. like we maybe might have been able to turn the snail back into a person, but we're never gonna know because we killed him. <laughs> Whoopsie! Oopsies! Hate it when I kill a child, except I don't because yeah. Imagine, do uh, imagine doing that, Levi. Can you can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I don't have to imagine. It's okay. I don't think Arlo does either. I, I, no, no, not directly. Accessory. Indirectly <laughs> responsible for. Okay, indirectly imagine it. <laughs> yeah. We're we're all horrible people in the Olympus party. It's great. It's we're really not great. Funny. We're not we're not good people. <laughs> They're like doing the worst thing they can along the way to doing the best thing they can. It's yeah. they're the heroes, but they keep doing really bad stuff along the way to be heroes and we're, i love we're it technically heroes but like arlo has a drug problem Terrence, i think Terrence. we've gotten better about helping people outside of the party now it's just that we all have internal issues <laughs> all garbage that, people <laughs> that was my biggest shock going from vivia to olympus was that i was used to vivia and i had like the jokey character out of that party Mm. And it was really serious. And it was a big, like, sh big difference dichotomy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to roll up a really serious character. And I get into Olympus and it's just like the complete opposite. You have the masochist crusader played by TJ. You have Taryn. You have Arlo, <laughs> the drug-addled satyr child abductor. And then Zamda, the crazy paladin. Only Zamda, crazy. the baby murderer. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
former child kidnapper. Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, for context, I didn't do it because Zamda wanted to do it. I did it because I was told by a deity to do it. That's why it was, I killed a child. It was Dionysus's fault. <laughs> That's why I killed a child. It doesn't change the fact that my paladin has killed a child. But... <laughs> That's why I did it. That's why our party has beef. Well, that's one of the reasons our party has beef with Dionysus. <laughs> one of the many, many, many reasons. Many reasons. Oh, but yeah, that's that's Olympus. One day I'll sit down and we'll we'll have a series explaining what happened in Olympus. And mm. boy, that's gonna be. A and series. right now in Olympus, we're doing one of Hector's things for his backstory. Yeah. Three months we're later, getting, we're getting <laughs> his. Uh, would you call it family heirloom? It's more like a plan, I would think. But plan that's that the one thing I didn't take from the Berserk thing was the all the rape stuff and yeah. his backstory. I did axe all that. Probably a good thing because man, Berserk can get that, a little berserk about that. <laughs> yeah, and that that really wouldn't have fit. No. Especially not in the silly Olympus campaign, but so we'll wrap things up here, Dylan. We're getting pretty close to an hour. What now is your perspective? First, what is your current perspective on Dungeons and Dragons? How how has your perspective evolved since you started? Definitely moved from more of a uh, sort of trying to play by the rules or whatever, and trying to make a trying to make a, a busted character or something, and just coming up with a concept and playing it and enjoying it. Yeah, just having the fun sillies. Yeah, I don't. I don't make characters that are just super powerful or whatever. I play something I think is going to be fun. That's it. You're doing pretty well with that. We forgot to mention the part about Hector having a low con, and I think you worked that in uh, amazingly. Is that why you did the dead thing? Was it because you wanted to have that weakness, you think? Yes. Yeah. Hector's yeah, that's, that's it. He wanted. I wanted to have a weakness for that character, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. So I picked con because I'm evil. <laughs> I pick all the stuff that everyone likes and usually dumps. <laughs> I keep all of that stuff. So I've I've made it a point in every single campaign to never dump intelligence. If you notice, every single one of my characters has at least a positive modifier for intelligence. I did not notice, but uh no wait, I do I remember, yeah. I remember Saladin. <laughs> they are intelligent boys. I also don't like dumping intelligence, uh, especially if you play with that little home, the homebrew rule where you get an extra skill or proficiency with uh, intelligence modifiers. But oh yeah yeah yeah. So I instead, I dump that... all of everyone's favorite stuff like Dex and Con and now Charisma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just Wisdom's think it's next. not really fun to play stupid characters unless you're like trying to literally be a meathead. That's the only time that it's fun to play like dumb characters. Yeah, it is. Um, but for any other concept for a character, it's like I really don't want this character to be dumb, because like I also I have. Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, get Dylan. No, you gotta go. You gotta go. Dylan, you gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm too needed. Um, I also have not rolled stats too low with any of my permanent characters that I've played like long-term like Victor uh, or Ulok, although I rolled stats with their like half existence stats or Rimu. I've not had super low stats, neither for Caiaphas. They are, I think the lowest one I had as Victor was a 10. And I think it was intelligence or maybe I'd put the 10 into wisdom. I can't remember, but I was just like, yeah, I can't, I'm not especially dumb with that character. One day I'll get a horrible role 
<laughs> and I'll well, be able I to mean, do it. Hector's constitution was nine, so it wasn't like absurdly low. And I did, mm. I did put a point in it, so it would not be horrible because <laughs> he has low hit points anyway. And true, it's super deadly when you have a stupid party. If ah. one of my characters died, I would not be sad because my character died. I could care less about that. I'd be sad because I'd have to roll up a new character. <laughs> and I'd have that, to do so before the next session. Yeah. That was the leading reason that you all that you did not pick to have Saladin die one time. Because, <laughs> because in oh, yeah. 2, there was an encounter where you died straight up, failed all your death saves, and the paladin and cleric, other cleric, were like, do you want us to revivify you? Because that's a big thing in our group is like, we ask people if they want their characters to be permanently dead, if it would be like a cool story beat if the character mm -hmm. died. And Dylan was like, let me think. And then he went, no, because I'd have to roll up a new character yeah, to revive yeah. me. Although we're going to have to figure out how to do that in Vivia 3 because nobody can like just talk to ghosts in Vivia 3. Because that's how that worked in Vivia 2 was Atlas could talk to ghosts. So we would just be like, hi, do you want to come back to life? <laughs> <laughs> to cap things yeah. off, uh, Dylan, why don't you share with us you know, it's going to be a little sweet, little wholesome moment. I'm sure it's going to be really pretty. How 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 do you feel playing with our D and D group now that you found a home here with us? That's super fun. Oh, definitely man, would I, not pick any other group. Dang it, it was wholesome. I set you up for a joke to be like, "I hate you, losers." <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're just all that's available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> there we I go. Hate you guys, did I do a good job? Yes. <laughs> Just cut out the wholesome part. Just leave in the <laughs> fuck you. I Editing Jordan. You <laughs> and we're glad to have you. And I think that's our time. So bye-bye, oh, Nopers. I, will say, I oh. will say that was my only swear of the whole episode. He <laughs> did it. It was a really well-spent one. PG-13. <laughs> making fun of our intro and outro music. <laughs> Overlap it again with the outro? I'm not overlapping it the first time. Do it. <laughs> And the audio listen, listeners demand make it happen. <laughs>this is jordan from nat one podcast we hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to and we hope that you come back for more soon if you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and the different things that we do you can find us on twitter tiktok spotify youtube Castbox, and anchor we look forward to seeing you again soon and hey thanks